Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and your life. I am a mom and wife who merged my knowledge as a clinical psychologist and professor for over 20 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business, serving others and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living unapologetically while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So before we get into today's podcast episode, um, at the time of this recording, it is almost the end of February 2024, and we are a little under 30 days of hosting our spring Abundance CEO private practice bootcamp. Now, we have chosen to mix it up a little bit where we are mix, mixing up the materials in terms of what the attendees get. And so being part of our bootcamp, it is completely free. Um, everyone who signs up officially by going to drtk.com forward slash links, that's where you can find out everything that we have coming up, whether it's be for a solo practice, digital product site, hustle club, or any other type of virtual or live event that we have um, related to therapist business, you will find it there. And it's also in the show notes. And so what those individuals that are signing up for our bootcamp will get is a telegram group. The earlier you get into the bootcamp experience, the longer you will have to be able to do some activities with us in that telegram group, not just for the week of the actual bootcamp experience. We do a three three-day bootcamp core experience. And then we typically do a bonus day plus some additional pop-up sessions based on the questions that people have during the bootcamp experience. Now, the last bootcamp experience that we had at the end of December, beginning January, um, it was really cool because throughout the open enrollment period for the academy, which follows the bootcamp, um, some people had expressed their, I'm going to say fear and just cautiousness around getting into a coaching program because of past experiences. And so because that individual was able to be vulnerable in the group with us and say, Hey, I really want to join your program, but these are my reservations. What I did is use my gift of being able to do it in a podcast form instead of sending a long voice note, because I know that if she has that question, other people in the bootcamp may have that question, but also people that have not attended our bootcamp may also have the same question. And what we tend to do when people have questions that have been asked before is we will reroute them to a podcast. So that's one of the beauty parts about a podcast. And so with that said, um, they will be able to ask questions. Um, and then depending on how deep I want to go into the question, I can choose to do an audio podcast, a video podcast, or maybe even have them pre-submit their question and then we go live. And so it's a really fun experience. We talk about the systems that are what I will recommend are highly required in order for you to have a structured profitable operating system to run your private practice. My whole goal with those boot camps and anything that I do in our academies for private practice is to help therapists build out systems because systems are what's going to get your time back. Simply rolling out of bed and seeing a client doing general paperwork like a treatment plan and a progress note, that's not going to help you take a vacation and still come back to a wait list. There should be systems in place. So if you want to come to that boot camp, or maybe you came to one in the past 
and you want to come to another one, we'll still be talking about how to craft your niche. Uh, We will be talking about the private practice assessment so that you can grade where you are. We will still be talking about how to become an abundant CEO. But as an extra bonus, I just released a private podcast called Highly Qualified. It's not going to be like this podcast episode where it's like hundreds of episodes, but it's really focused on the journey of what, for example, it took me to get to where I am now with a multi six figure and seven figure digital product business and mental health business that did not happen overnight. But in every single episode, I am asking for you to do something in your life and or in your business so that you can make sure that you're on your journey to becoming the best version of you. So all of this is completely free. That is my gift to you. So let's go ahead and get into this episode today. So per one of my bonus last episodes, I had talked about doing a mini series that would be embedded between my regular, you know, teaching style podcast episodes. And I wanted to continue talking about how therapists are choosing to show up for their business after they say they want help. Right. So sometimes when I'm talking to my team, I tend to give them analogies as though I'm talking to therapists because therapists or people who went to grad school understand dissertation, defending a dissertation. Even if you didn't go get a doctorate degree, you know what a dissertation is. You got to write that book before you finish. Right. A lot of people don't know what ABD is. So ABD is all but dissertation. Okay. So it's story time. I'm going to share with you a little story. And within this story, I'm going to show you how the way that I show up in my business right now is always who I have been. Right. And I go deeper into my story with also showing you how you can do your own patterns of behaviors with how you show up in your business by doing you know, a little activity um, in the highly qualified private podcast. So if that's something that you're interested in with doing your own personal development so that you can be a better CEO, please go to drtk.com forward slash links. So um, just to give you a little bit of context, because I want to um, give you some steps that you can take right now to not be a ABD student. And we'll talk about what that can look like. So when I started grad school, I was 23 I went to a California, you know, Cal State, and I did that program for two years. Once I was done, you know, actually when I started, I knew that I wouldn't be able to practice, but what they did is they technically allowed us to get, I'm going to call it a double major in grad school. So I graduated with my MA in clinical psychology, but I can't do anything with a master's in clinical psychology. I can be a director of a program or something, but I can't do therapy. So they said that if we got a another amount of practicum hours before we graduated, we would also be able to apply at that time for what's called an MFT intern number. Now it's called associate. So I had to do 500 hours for clinical psychology, did that by working in a group home, um, being a TA to my teachers because I really wanted to learn how to be a professor. So I got credit for all of that, but then I had to do an additional 500. But I chose to because I really wasn't bought into when I first started the program to only um, bet on like me going to a doctoral program. Now, the master's clinical psychology program was technically only for credit wise, it was only a year. But the way that the classes were set up, some classes are only offered in fall or spring kind of thing. And so I said, well, since I'm going to be here for two years anyway, I might as well do the MFT option. Might as well. So that's what happened there. 
Then, of course, I decided to go ahead and apply for the PsyD program, um, got into a PsyD program, or I chose one of them um, that I had interviewed for, and I ended up moving to Northern California. When I started the program, I was a little ahead in terms of academics um, in comparison to a lot of my peers because I had had the master's already. So I was able to decide if I wanted to, or I'm going to say which classes I wanted to waive or take a test to test out of it, showing that I have the material, I know the information, and I'm not going to take the class over again. So they allowed me to do that with a bulk of my classes, which meant that the first year I was in classes like everyone else. However, half of my uh, my coursework was with advanced students. And so what I'm also trying to share with you already is during my first year of my doctoral program, I was exposed to classes and and in environments where students were already talking about going to internship. They were already in their second or third year out of a four-year program. So that already had fast paced me, you know, beyond my my peers in terms of experience. Um, Now, one thing that I did notice was that when I went into this program, it was 60 people. And I thought that was odd because I thought this was a very intimate program. And so 60 people started. I believe we lost about six to eight people after the first year in total. Some people, they just weren't aligned with even becoming a psychologist. Some people were not aligned with getting a doctorate degree. They just said, I'll go do something else in the mental health field. And so we started to lose people. But, you know, most people that really were not there to do psychology, they left within the first or second semester. So the way that our program was structured is that the first three years, you're in class. The fourth year, you're in your pre-doctoral internship and you're doing 1,500 hours. Now, what happens during the second and third year is that you're also doing 16 hours of practicum, which means you're in the community, which also meant that you really can't have a full-time job unless you, you know, you won't get any sleep. And so that happened. And um, right before I was about to go to internship, I was pretty far in terms of my literature review. They recommended at that time that we at least be done with our literature review. That way, when we leave, we're just analyzing our data, especially for me, if I interviewed uh, subjects, which I did. I didn't want to do a lit review um, dissertation. So I did all of my interviews before I moved back home to L.A., And when I went home, it was just all about analyzing the information. But this is where the business owner in me right now started to show up. I had a dissertation chair and she was cool. She was very laid back. But I shortly realized before I left that if I didn't create the structure to tell her when I was going to send her parts of my lit review to review again so that I can make sure that I don't have to review it again kind of thing, every single milestone or or on our timeline for my dissertation process I basically created an outline for her. Now, what I think helped is that I was also a professor at the time. I had had an opportunity by my second year, the beginning of my second year to actually become an undergrad professor. So I was 25 with my first class, looking 19, but it was fun. No one even knew that it was my first college class and it was no online component, all in person, 15 or 18 week course on social psychology. And that's a fun course to start with. So it was cool. And so... Speed things up. When I was gone, I started to realize that one of my good friends also used my structure because she still lived in the area, but she was like, hey, this person isn't getting back to me. I want to finish my dissertation. I do not want to be finishing my dissertation after my pre-doc hours. When I walk the stage, I want to be done. 
right? So I said, she said, how are you getting her to respond? You don't even live out here. And I'm like, oh, well, I gave her a timeline. I told her every Friday I'm sending her this. By the following Wednesday, can she send me this? And she actually adhered to the timeline. So speed things up again. It's time to graduate. And guess what happened? I was the first one to defend my dissertation. That was like technically one of my goals if I had a vision board back then, right? I said, I want to defend my dissertation fast, right? And I knew that no one else was really wanting to do that because it's a scary situation. You got to sit in front of a group of people and low-key get graded. So I was the first one to defend my dissertation, but guess what? You are influenced by the people you hang around. So the person that was also doing the same thing that I was doing, because we all had the same dissertation chair and the same reader on our panel, they also defended their dissertation, I believe like a couple of weeks later. So we were the first two to defend our dissertation in our whole school out of, at that point, maybe 50 or 48 students in our cohort that came all in at the same time, which is pretty impressive, okay? So defended it, was good, walked across the stage. Now, here's the thing. This is when I slowly started to realize in my face that just because everybody can start the race doesn't mean that everybody can finish. And that's what I mean by is your business an ABD business, meaning you're going to do all of this work, but you're but then you're going to get comfortable and you're not going to finish. And what I mean by finish is your business is never finished. But if you know that you need to get some help with something, for example, marketing in 2024 does not look like marketing in 2023 or 2020 or 2015. Marketing on social media doesn't look the same. Marketing in person doesn't look the same. Getting the vast amount of people to pay private pay doesn't look the same. Insurance panels don't pay the same. It is so many things that people have gotten too comfortable with in our field that initially I thought I was, you know, doing a great job by educating people after the 2020, you know, situation that, hey, A lot of y'all had clients drop on your doorstep. I know that you didn't really take your time out to learn how to really market. And uh uh-oh, everybody going back to their regular life. They out here in these streets. Now you don't know how to market. And you're saying that people don't want to pay. No, people don't want to pay somebody who doesn't know how to market. You don't look like the expert. You just are looking real thirsty like you want a client, right? So that's what I mean by all but dissertation process. You probably know what area in your business you need help with, or maybe you want to go around or you should go around other clinicians who are prosperous in their private practice. They are continuously getting new clients in their private practice. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say right now, if they get it from an insurance, from a a third party or word of mouth or going to an event, you just need to be in an environment to have conversations around people who are continuously getting referrals. Am I saying that you should get on insurance panels? Absolutely not. Am I saying that you should get off insurance panels and do all private pay? Absolutely not. But what I am saying is that if you really expect that the knowledge that you had when you first came into the field, similar to a first year grad student, believing that they're going to be the exact same person right before they graduate, that's crazy right? You have to become a whole new person to believe that you can write a book to get out of school. There is no test. It is a book. Okay. So are you going to be an ABD student in your business or are you going to be the person who actually finishes and defends your dissertation, AKA your, you know, your book, your business. Okay. So how can we do this before we wrap up? One, Check yourself. Did you get too comfortable? Did you slow down because you were so used to things happening so effortlessly? 
Maybe it was easy for you to get word of mouth referrals, but now all those clients have graduated from treatment or they've slowed down. Did you slow down? I know that honestly I have on Instagram. Um, I don't post as much. I don't blame the algorithm, even though I know they don't push out our content unless you are literally on a hamster wheel and you are being rewarded for publishing every single day because that's what they do. But I have chosen to really show up when I'm aligned with my energy because what I do notice is that even if I don't post for a day or a couple of days, or maybe I go without doing stories for like a couple of days or a week sometimes, what I do notice is that when I come back refreshed, and I'm all in, I actually tend to get way more engagement when I come and I publish information that is valuable and it doesn't come from obligatory energy, meaning I'm not telling myself I have to do it. This is something that I've been battling with for the last 14 months at the time of the recording of this podcast episode. So I know what it feels like to get a little too comfortable. I know what it feels like to have your business slow down. Every business that I've had has went through looking like a stock market, right? Up, down, up, up, down, down. You know, like I know what it looks like, but that just tells me that the market is changing. And if I don't change, if I don't shift, if I don't enhance my skill set, which means that I may need to talk to somebody, right? Then that means that I want to continue to get the results, if not go backward in my results moving forward. So again, ask yourself, are you too comfortable or are you actually out there trying to figure out with help, not by yourself, how to go to the next level in your business? Okay. So as I mentioned before, we are in a season right now that we are having another three-day bootcamp. We haven't had a three-day bootcamp since December. This next one will be March 18th through the 20th. Um, It is at the end of February when this podcast, I believe, will go out. And so if you want to experience more than three days in the bootcamp experience and you want to be able to get to know me, the other therapists in the community, it is a really fun, fun environment. Um, We don't expect you to, you know, post in there every day. You are a business owner or you're a future business owner. But I will be posting uh, discussion questions for us to engage in and get to know one another so that if there is something that I can help you out with in your business, I will actually showcase how we coach in our program right there in the bootcamp experience. So again, if you want to participate in the bootcamp, go to drtk.com forward slash links. And the bootcamp is for either those who are desiring to open up a private practice in the next three months of the time of the bootcamp, not a year and a half from now. It's really going to be information that won't stick. Or you have a private practice and either it's part-time, you want to move it to full-time, or you say you have a full-time practice because you may make full-time money, but if you step away from the business, you have no systems. Therefore, you don't actually have a profitable business. You just have paperwork. You make money and you have clients, but you don't have systems that are repeatable, which means that you probably are also doing a lot of things on your own. All right. So I hope that this has been helpful. Don't be the ABD, defend your dissertation, graduate from your business, go get some help and go to the next level. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Fire me up. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. That flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head down to the show notes for additional abundant resources. And if you're looking for a new tribe of abundant therapists, just like yourself to connect with, connect with me on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych. Until the next episode, live abundantly.